This is episode 41 with Tim and Robbo. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Ah, yeah. What a fun episode this was with the Larrikins, Tim and Robbo from the Think Fit Pod. Tim's an Aussie and Mike Robbo Robinson is a Kiwi, which for all the international listeners, that means he's from New Zealand. They're two guys who have lost a combined weight of almost 100 kilos and are loving their journeys of their newfound passion around health and fitness. Tim is also a certified personal trainer, a triathlon coach, and a law graduate. And Robbo classes himself as an average Kiwi bloke, but with an extremely positive outlook on life and a realist that knows nothing is achieved without hard work. I wanted to bring these two legends onto your life of impact because they're very relatable humans to most of us. And whilst their life stories consist a lot about weight loss, and this is a very inspirational uh, area to thousands around the world, it's not the real reason why I got them on. They're two dudes who are simplifying the sometimes confusing world of health and fitness, and they're doing it through their podcasting platform and by exposing their lives in a positive and inspiring way on social media to help teach us all a lesson or 10 in life. We cover a lot of things, including the importance of knowing your why, goal setting and direction in life, mental health, weight loss, human behavior, and of course, there's a little bit of Aussie Kiwi banter in there because that's how these two uh, operate as great mates and podcast hosts together. It was awesome to hear them discussing mindset, strategies, and habits for us to learn, to develop in life, to make change. And they've made massive change in their lives. Now, this is all areas you can learn and loads more through my online program called Mental Strength Training to Become the Best Version of Yourself. You can find out more info and sign up at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching. And stay tuned to the end of this episode to see how the guests from today, Tim and Robbo, will be linked into this program. Before we dive into this fun chat, I wanted to give a quick shout out to another iTunes reviewer. This latest one is from Cat Dump, who says, One of the best. Absolutely love the passion and information from these podcasts. Love to have the long formats to really get deep and discover all the knowledge bombs. Keep it up. Actually, I've just realized something after reading that. The way I was connected to Tim and Robbo that I'm interviewing here, and I mentioned this in the show, it was through one of our mutual listeners to the podcast that connected us uh, on uh, social media, on Instagram it was, and just tagged us both in a post saying she loved both podcasts. And her name was Kat. 
So I'm just wondering out loud if that cat dump is her iTunes name and it's the same cat. We'll see. We'll see if anyone reaches out after that. And if you want to have a chance to have your iTunes review read, please jump onto iTunes and give that five-star rating if you think it's worth it. I've just had a look on iTunes and I've actually had two ratings of two stars, but I can't actually find what they wrote. I'd love to hear their feedback. But to those two people who gave me the two-star rating, thank you for taking the time to give those two-star ratings. It just tells me I've got a bit of work to do, I think. And uh, that's two out of 45 reviews, so I guess that's not too bad. I do welcome, I do ask people for five-star ratings and their reviews, but I also welcome constructive criticism. But if you want to give me some constructive criticism, do that uh, via social media or emails and feel free to share any and all feedback to me that way. Now let's hear from the informative larrikins, Tim and Robbo. What is the Think Fit story and the Think Fit pod? You can take it away, Robert. You go. Gentlemen first. You've got that. Oh, okay. So I think what I realized pretty early on when I started to sort of share my own story uh, is that a lot of people were asking me questions, and a lot of the times there were similar questions, and and I thought that maybe there's a a way that we could I could proactively start to answer those questions, and I thought. Obviously, I don't want to sit on a microphone and talk by myself for you know, an hour. I thought that would be a bit lonely. So I, th- I thought, you know, Robbo has got such a similar story to myself. As I said, you know, I've lost 50-odd kilos. Robbo's lost 40-odd kilos. And we've both done it in a similar sort of way. I thought, man, you know, we're good friends anyway. We talk about a lot of this stuff anyway. We might as well try to do it together. And, and we've got some began, good banter as well. Don't know what we're talking about, mate. It's rubbish. <laughs> and, yeah, I just thought, you know, Robbo would be a real good, you know, he's one of my closest friends. Obviously, being a Kiwi, we got sort of that dynamic happening as well. So I thought, you know, let's let's start a, a podcast where we sort of try to proactively answer a lot of those questions. But more importantly, for me at least, it's about highlighting that health, fitness, weight loss, all this sort of stuff, it doesn't need to be complicated because I think the problem with well, the problem with it's such an emotional topic for so many people, and and because it's emotional, there's always going to be that element of people trying to capitalize on it, and that that which you know that's not a bad thing necessarily, but it it it, it means that there's so much information out there and. You know, any any sort of point of view you want to have on anything, you can find a study to back it up. And that, that that makes it really confusing for people who are often feeling overwhelmed, feeling vulnerable, feeling emotional, feeling that everything they've tried doesn't work for them. But we just wanted to sort of, listen, guys, cut through the bullshit. Oh, uh, sorry if I not meant to swear, but, uh, you know, this is what we did. This is what worked for us. And we didn't reinvent the wheel. We didn't, you know, it's not rocket science. We just did simple things and it worked for us. And we just want to share that, I guess. What do you reckon, Robert? <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think what's key as well, though, is, is you know, we always joke along the way about all the all the silly gimmicks that, that we bought into, all the, uh, you know, all the things we did wrong probably along the way that, that got us into a position where we were able to drop the weight and at the same time become quite competitive within our age groups. And, I, you know, you'd say on an on a age group level, in the world as well, you know, Tim's uh, raced at the world champs. I've I've qualified uh, in the past. I've never never gone over and raced um, world champs. And I guess through triathlon, uh, for the for both of us, it, it sort of supported us with obviously uh, with our journey. Uh, you know, really to drop that weight. And like I'm quite passionate about is having your why and it's you know i think we'll get on to this in a little bit more detail but you know really showing our listeners that you know if you find your why 
it's a it makes a hell of a lot easier to to keep motivated through through all the hard times you know that's what you can really pull on for strength i have to i have to rewind a little bit there though matt you just said you'd never raced at a world championships i i said i seem to remember a certain young <laughs> kiwi man taking a trip to, to to london to compete in was that not the world championships uh it was it was but i don't count it that's itu not not i man <laughs> <laughs> that was only a standard distance you know who doesn't want to no i'm only joking <laughs> i feel you're, like you're right though see i feel like i could uh I've done Sorry to get you off there. I feel like I could step back and just let you guys talk. You're so used to this because you have your own podcast together. I know this is going to be fun because I've listened to a few of your episodes and I love your energy and your entertainment you bring as well as giving the valuable take-home. So before we dive deeper into your stories and your life journeys, I just want to say, Tim and Robbo, welcome to Your Life of Impact. Well, thank you very much thank for having you. us, mate. It's it's uh like I said, I really like to sort of. It's one of the things I've been so surprised by, but throughout this whole experience of of starting a podcast, is just the the different people we've been able to connect with, and it's it's like a massive unexpected benefit that I've I think we've both gotten from because we connected with. I, I actually joked with somebody. I think you know, a few episodes ago, we had a, a guy called Bevan James Isles on, who's somebody that I've mm-hmm. looked up to for a long time, and I said I've I've, I've cracked the code. I've worked out how to how to to get access to the people you really admire. Start a podcast, and invite them on, and <laughs> they come and talk. Absolutely, <laughs> it's amazing. And we were actually connected through a mutual listener. So from a lady that listens to my podcast, listens to your podcast, and I believe you guys don't know her either, but I'm going to give her a shout out, and that's Kat Marik, and she tagged us all in an Instagram post, which exposed us all to each other, and it's just blossomed from there. Here we are. The power of social media, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. The Absolutely, the power of positive social media. So let's, let's do a little bit of a backtrack. You mentioned there about losing quite a bit of weight. I want to, uh, I'm going to throw it out to Robbo first, just because, Tim, I know that you have a bit of banter against him because he is a Kiwi and we'll, we'll struggle to understand his accent, <laughs> as you often say. But I can, you know, I can translate if we need to. <laughs> I'm a Robbo, so I'm, I'm a fan of Robbo, so we'll let Robbo go first. But just and give we, us a we've bit got of, pretty good last names as well. That's right, absolutely. Now, and you've, uh, you guys have shared a lot of this information. I highly encourage the listeners to to listen to your podcast. I'm going to link it all in the show notes, and we'll talk about it more as we move forward. But Robbo, can you give us a bit of a snapshot of your weight loss journey, where it started, and what got you into the tries and the Ironmans? And then Tim will uh, will hear yours as well. Yeah, well, definitely. You know, I, th- I think it's for me. It really started probably. 10 years ago and I went through some really hard times went through a relationship that was you know really sort of really sort of took me took me off off the rails really and uh, I what I found was quite a bit of self-discovery and what I really found is that I put a lot of myself into into someone else and and through that I lost who I was and you know after after a period of about six months I you know I looked at myself. I didn't know who I was. I was at that stage. I didn't know, but I was suffering from anxiety. I was suffering from depression, and I, I just went through this cycle. You know, I got out of out of the relationship. I went through the cycle for about a two year period, and you know, I was really trying to. We talk about anxiety, and it's you know, 
everyone knows that it's like a silent killer on the out. You can't tell that someone's suffering, at least if you've got fear or or something that's usually quite expressive with anxiety. It's something that just boils up inside and, and it can be, you know, it, it's just soul destroying. It, it holds you back from accomplishing so much. You know, I know a lot earlier I thought, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to start to lose weight. At this point I was, you know, two years on, I was 117 kgs and I, I'd always been fit. I'd always been, you know, 75 to 80 always varied between there and you know being 117 kgs it's so slow that you're putting on that weight that you know you don't really notice it and through and through sort of that depression that anxiety you know really around social anxiety you know so I'd get myself into situations where I, I couldn't be in public places I couldn't be sitting inside having dinner with a group of friends without all of a sudden just feeling anxious, like I needed to get out. So after a period, it was probably, yeah, as I said, two years on after I got out of that relationship, my brother, while going for a run in Las Vegas, saw that I was really struggling. And, and it's funny looking at things now, you know, he was we were running a block of two, two kilometers during a holiday in Las Vegas, and he just ended up having to leave me. You know, I think what, we're about a K. Why were you K running on a holiday, by the way, though, can I ask? You don't go to Vegas for a holiday, and then I'm just going to go for a two-kilometer jog. It seems a little a little ridiculous to me. Uh, you know, we were just – my brother was trying to get me active, right? Uh, he – people always struggle to bring something up to you, and then it really took for me to be in my probably lowest moment for my brother to turn around and say, what's happened? You know, what what – Without indirectly asking, you know, mate, what's happened to you? Look, look, look what you're like now. You know, remember what you were like three years ago. What's happened to the fund? Go lucky, club, cup house full. Um, the, the world's my oyster, Michael. You know, so when I was at my lowest moment, my brother was actually able to approach me, and I was quite um, receptive to to talk about it. And we didn't go into detail, but. He actually started to support me from then to start to set some goals and and you know support me with a bit of an eating plan and and within a period you know after Las Vegas within a period of three months I was I'd gone from 117 down to I think 95 kgs and and it all came down to we set a goal I understood what I was trying to achieve that was to do a half Ironman because it's something I had always admired um, the sport of triathlon and and those that competed in it you know you've got the fittest of the fit and you've got some you know very large fit people that are out there just getting it done so I, I set a goal and I never thought I'd to be honest at that point and, and Tim would probably agree I never thought I'd be able to achieve it Six months later, I was 80, 85 kgs, and I crossed the line and, and finished my first half Ironman. You know, and I think what's what's incredible at that point is I just felt this absolute relief that, holy crap, look what I can do. You know, and it, it's even incredible now that, you know, we've talked about ThinkFitPod and, 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 and our podcast to be honest with you, I think when Tim and I have been talking to some of our uh, some of our guys who have been interviewing, like Bevan James Isles, we've really sort of identified that in you know, these words, like we talk about strategies, we talk about having your why. These are things that we were indirectly doing because we had set ourselves a goal, and now that you know, now we think, oh, set a strategy, understand your why, put a goal in place, um, have something to strive for. It's you know, 
that's so much more motivating. I'm like, man, I would have had this real, I would have been even more focused than what I was already if I understood what I was doing along that journey. So for me, it's to be honest with you, going through that weight loss, going through that triathlon journey, I was actually able to indirectly address my depression, indirectly address my anxiety. It's still something that I can, I can come up at times. You know, uh, like Tim, Tim would probably feel the same way when you're feeling like you've put on a little bit of weight or you feel like your clothes are a little bit tighter than normal. You know, you can, you can, you feel this anxiousness. You can feel that. Um, this unease, but I've, you know, these are things that I've really learned to deal with. And I think the key things being comfortable with who I am. And if I'm not comfortable with who I am, I'm the one that can change it. Brilliant. And we'll dive into a little bit of what you spoke about there a little bit after around the mental health side of things. Tim, can you give us a bit of a snapshot of your weight loss journey? Yeah, I, I, I certainly can. Uh, so I, unlike Robert, I probably wasn't really ever that that fit or active. I mean, I, I dabbled at, at most sports when I was younger, growing up in Australia, obviously, you know, soccer, cricket, rugby league, rugby union, AFL, played, you know, weekend sports, nothing too competitive. I was never in a squad. I was never part of a, uh, an athletics program or anything like that, but sort of turned 17, started to drink with my friends, then turned 18, started to work in a bar. And I think that lifestyle got the better of me a bit and I got a bit bigger. And then I went to union, I got a bit bigger again. And before I knew it, I was I was very big, and I don't I I, I, I didn't see it happen. I, I was obviously aware that it was happening, but I, it's it's amazing how you're you're able to turn your turn your attention away from it. And yeah, before I knew it, I was you know I was the wrong side of 120 kilos and ridiculously unfit and in denial about it, and sort of realized I needed to start doing something about it. I had a friend of mine that I was working with at a hotel in Sydney. I always say this guy changed my life saved my life in a lot of ways, but he asked if I'd like to do a triathlon with with him for my birthday. It's like, and again, in denial, complete denial, said, yeah, mate, like, why not? I can't, I can't, why, why wouldn't I be able to do that? So I agreed to, to do the race with him and I started what I thought was triathlon training and I think convinced myself because I'm now an endurance athlete, I need to eat like an endurance athlete and managed to put on even more weight in the lead up to that race and I did it. I did the race and it, you know, it was horrific. I was hours behind the people ahead of me I, I came dead last and it took me, yeah, like a race that takes me about two hours and it took me four hours and five minutes. And I walked away from it. I was a bit embarrassed because they were packing up the course while I was finishing and, you know, everybody else had gone home sort of thing. But I was also really proud of it. And I thought, you know what, I want to get better at this. So I went away, got myself a, a fancy bike, a carbon fiber bike, probably not the best decision considering I was 120 something kilos, <laughs> but... Uh, got the bike, started to train it. Actually, uh, as we said before we started recording, I uh, my wife at the time, my, my, at the time, my wife uh, is Norwegian, so we we decided <laughs> we, we, we decided wife. to yeah my, my, my first <laughs> and current wife. Uh, we decided to relocate to Norway. We wanted to try living in Norway for a couple of years, and when we first got there, uh, yeah, basically I just decided you know change of scenery, time to get a bit more active. And I, I mean, I have to admit, before this, I felt like I tried everything. Before I felt like I'd done everything in my power to try to lose weight, and nothing worked. And just sort of decided let's go back to basics, and started to yeah just do simple things about running, cycling, a bit of swimming, and set myself the goal of doing another triathlon in in sort of twelve months' time. And in the process, I, yeah, like Robo, I lost about I lost about thirty odd kilos in four months. 
and started to do more triathlons and realized actually I'm, I'm getting, you know, obviously there's big improvements in it. And from there, once I started to see that I was going okay, I decided to get a bit more specific with my training when I wanted to get a bit more competitive. And through doing those sort of things, my weight went down even more and to the point where I lost, yeah, over, over 50 kilos and yeah, become a pretty, pretty okay, okay triathlete. But I mean, the, the, the moment for me, this is probably the, of all the things that I've, you know, all the stories and anecdotes I have about losing weight, my favorite one ever is the first time I came home after we'd relocated to Norway, my dad and brother came to the airport to pick me up and they hadn't mm. seen me in six months. And like I said, I'd lost like 30 odd kilos by this point, pretty much, you know, unrecognizable. And I'm standing at Sydney airport with my bike and, you know, my, my bag over my shoulder and I see my dad and brother walking towards me and I'm, I'm looking at them and they're looking at me, but they're not really looking at me and they, they walk in and they're walking and they keep walking. And I'm like, uh, guys, I'm like, dad, Luke. And like, holy shit. Like, what, what, we didn't recognize. They had no idea it was me at the airport. And I think that was a, <laughs> that was a, a pretty, that's something I definitely remember. And yeah, that's, I said, you know, look, I, I've definitely lost plenty of weight, but I think the thing I probably have walked away from the experience, like Robbo's talked about the, the change in mindset, I, I definitely feel like it's made me a much more optimistic person. And it's something that I'm able to you know, I use that a lot for, you know, when I think things are hard or when things are tough, I'm able to compare myself, you know, if I think this is hard, man, losing 50 kilos was hard. And if I did that, I can probably do other things. But there's also been a lot of lingering side effects for me that I have struggled with. Robbo's talked a lot about, you know, his battle with depression and anxiety. And I've def- I definitely do have some issues around anxiety. But for me, the biggest side effects are probably around body image. I have some serious issues. I mean, I've not as much anymore, but I still can can deal with them much like what Robbo said around his mental health things. But body image is probably the biggest um, challenge that I face these days around my weight, what it was and what it is now. And yeah, that's, that's probably a good snapshot of me. I just did a race, liked it, wanted to do more, lost weight, I guess is a way way of of putting it. Tim, what do you mean by that? When, when your body image is an issue for you, I've seen pictures of you guys and you're both looking pretty ripped. And if I didn't know your weight loss journeys, what just, Tell us what it actually means to you to have issues with a with body image. I think no matter how, for example, so I have a dietitian that I work with. Her name's Chloe. She's a superstar, and I had an appointment with her the other day, and we were talking about you know we do the skin folds to keep on top of my body fat percentage and stuff, and and we we're talking about you know that my like my skin folds have increased a little bit since twelve months ago, and I said okay, so I need to get back to where I was twelve months ago, and she said, Tim, you're too you're too lean twelve months ago. She's like, look at the numbers, your your, your body fat was too low. And I can see photos from that. And you're right. I see photos. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I do look pretty ripped, pretty lean there, whatever. But when it's there or even I can't, you can't see that. All you see is the faults. It's very hard for me to ever see or be happy with who I see in the mirror. Like I often say, it's like, I still see the, the overweight Tim staring back at me. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's a real, it's a real issue that I've, I've had to do a lot of work around and, and try to, to, to get on top of, I suppose, is that. It's uh, yeah, it's it's hard to not see the, the the bigger version of myself staring back at me a lot of the time. It, it, it's really hard because you know, like we said, when you're gaining weight, it's it's so slow. You're looking at yourself every day in the mirror that you don't really notice it until those clothes are too tight. So just the same when when you're losing weight, you're usually dropping quite slowly. You're looking at yourself every day. You're keeping close eye on it. Tim and I, you know, we've said we can look in the mirror and sometimes you know, we'll still see that who we were at 117 kgs, it's still, it's a lot easier to identify the things you don't like versus the things you, the, versus the changes. 
you know, and, and it's quite incredible. You know, we think we talk about a lot of our insecurities at times if we're wearing clothes. And you know, if you probably had someone now stand in front of you, they'd be pointing out all the positive things about you, not actually the negative things, uh, which I think, you know, I'd seen a few marketing sort of on um, on Facebook and stuff like that, you know, really approaching that, especially with women, you know women are usually quite critical on themselves but it's not just women it's also men yeah that's really interesting actually i i'm not surprised that it exists but i've never actually heard guys talk about it thanks for elaborating on that and i'll talk about this after but you i listened to an episode where you guys actually interviewed brian langsworth the psychologist on your podcast that was a brilliant episode and he spoke a lot of the language that I teach and coach to my clients and athletes around and what you guys are just mentioning there around, you know, the positive self-talk and creating your positive image and your self-belief and also your, you know, telling you things that you do want and not what you don't want and concentrating on those kind of things. Yeah, he's he was a I – think, I think the thing we walked away from that, that episode with was that as Robbo sort of touched on it, Brian really reinforced with us that we actually had sort of fumbled our way to good practices without really even realizing that we were doing it, I suppose, because he's like when Robert was talking about the ways that he managed to overcome a lot of his mental health uh, struggles and Brian's like, every word you're saying is, is the things that I say to, to, to people. And I was, I think that was something that, I guess made me go. Yeah, I think Christ is not giving bad advice on a podcast. Or <laughs> well, 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 that's that's where he gave us gave us our uh, doctor status, right? If you get given a that's doctor right. status by by a doctor, then it's, it's you know, so Doctor Robbo and Doctor Tim. I did hear that we're all doctors. He was saying, wasn't it? <laughs> Before we uh, go down that avenue, I want to ask you a little bit more around. So the podcasting journey for you guys, and what's your visions and goals to help others lose weight? Because I noticed that a lot of your episodes are around losing losing weight. Why is it important for you to be able to share share your journeys uh, and and elaborate a lot more on the podcast? Uh, as I said, I think because it, I have had so many people proactively reach out to me, and I thought if there's a way that I can, I, I guess make. Because again, and this, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but when you, you sort of get asked the same questions over and over, and what I've been able to do now, so one of the, for example, I had somebody get in touch with me this week, and she's like, "Listen, I saw your law, or you just finished your law degree. I'm studying medicine. You know, can you give me some advice around time management?" And now I'm very able to say, "Listen, I, we've actually recorded a 90-minute talk about this, uh, where I feel like I gave a lot of great information about how I've managed to do it. So, if, you know, start with this, and then if you have any more specific questions." please come to me. So that's that's probably one reason that I think it's important to do it. But as I said before, I think that the whole area of weight loss in particular, more so than fitness, more so than racing, more so than triathlon, whatever, weight loss is such a convoluted, complicated, oversaturated area that doesn't need to be because it fundamental, as I, I've said this a lot, fundamentally, we all have a basic understanding of what you need to do to be healthy. We all know you don't need to eat bad. You need to get active. Like We know what those things are, but it, it, it it's become complex and it's unnecessary. So that's what we're trying to do is just like we're, we are the average man. We are completely ordinary. There's nothing, there's no, there's no secret to our success. There's nothing like that. And that's what we're trying to reinforce is just you don't need to, you can keep it simple. One of the things we like to talk about in a show is keep it simple, stupid. And that's what I guess it's, it's, it, I almost say it's one of the slogans of the show is if you just follow those simple things and, and, and by us doing this is, I guess, reinforcing that idea that it doesn't need to be complicated and just, yeah, you know, when you're feeling helpless, realize it doesn't need, to, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you haven't tried everything because I felt like I tried everything and then it worked. And 
there's always yeah, it's there's always hope. I guess I don't know if I've, I've answered that properly, but I think that's mm. that's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting because uh, you know we we found ourselves doing this. We were trying to find shortcuts, and at the same time, we were trying to find shortcuts to lose weight without having a goal in mind or without truly dedicating ourselves to it. So I'm just looking here. I, I had a question asked on on a before and after photo just the other day, and they said, "Hi." What's the steps taken to do this? You know, people people were looking for like a step to step guide, and and you know, I, I was quite straightforward with the guy. I said, you know, to me, it was all at the end of the day. Once I had gone through all the all the uh, times where I had tried and and failed, it came down to setting a goal and doing everything I can to achieve it, while making healthy choices, enjoying the journey along the way, and um, and a key part of it. You know, obviously, with making healthy choices is is balancing with exercise. You know, you, you can't. We, we've said a few times, you can't run away from a bad diet. I yep. like that you say you keep it simple, and I've heard you know you guys will pick an article and you'll pull the article to pieces and you'll talk about it and some of the ridiculousness, some of what you will agree upon, but also you have guests on there too. Because I'm just double checking here, but neither of you guys are nutritionists, are you? You're not out there to say to people what you can and can't eat to lose weight. Correct, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, in fact, <laughs> we make a, we make a point of, of highlighting that we are we are experts of nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> experts of nothing, but definitely great guys for everything else and that's what I was getting at that you get guests on that can help your simplified versions uh, actually elaborate a little bit more to make sense to people if they want to dive deeper into it that's what I really like about it yeah thank you yeah, I think, I think a, a, yeah. a compliments us quite well I think and you know we I think a lot of people look to look for people to be relatable right that's something I do you know, I look at social media. I look for someone to be relatable. You look at what businesses are doing with social media and 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 uh, and and getting alongside them. It's all about trying to target the average Joe Blow who's trying to achieve something, because that's more relatable than someone that's a high performance athlete that perhaps hasn't had that journey or those struggles along the way. Tim, you yeah. were very kind and, and to I, let Robbo speak there, so jump in, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that I think that uh, I'd say the majority of the people that we've had on the show is somebody that we have had either a vested in, like we've followed closely before or we've had a relationship with as well. Like we've had my dietitian, Chloe, come on the show twice now, and that's because I know that her approach to, to, to food is something that, it, that appeals to me. But it, having said that, uh, we had a, a guest on a few weeks ago, a an American uh, guy called Vinnie Tortrich, and his whole philosophy is around no sugar, no grains, and he's quite a, a polarizing character. And we had we actually received a fair bit of negative feedback about that interview. We also received positive feedback, but the response that I'd give to people who didn't necessarily like that episode is, while this might not be the approach for you, and it might not personally be the approach for me, that doesn't mean it's not an it's not an approach. And and I think that. If we have a if we have a platform where we are able to try to say, listen, this is this is how we did it, but at the same time, this is something that might work for you. Because one of the things I've certainly found is that there is no 100% correct way, and and it's about finding something that works for you. And I feel I, we almost have a responsibility to try to present as many different aspects, as I said, in a simple way, and not try to say that you know you need to follow any of these things 100% or or any of that stuff. But I, I still think we do need to try to present different perspectives or different approaches mm. because I think, you know, even if even if 99 people, 99% of the people hate an episode, but one person who goes, you know what, or 1% here and go, I'm going to try that and they're going to have success with it, that's that's fantastic to me. Uh, that's that's what I think is it, it's all about just trying to 
reach through the clutter, the, the, the misconception, the confusion, and, and just try to find things that work for people in a simplistic way. And that's why we, yeah, that's, that's what we're, we're trying to do. That's brilliant, actually, because, yeah, well said, Tim. There you go. The Robbos agree with that. And what, <laughs> what I like about that is actually if people are negative about that, they're the ones whose belief systems have been challenged and they're the people who mm-hmm. probably actually need to look at it a little bit more with an open mind to say, actually, that's something I hadn't considered and I haven't listened to that episode. I started to listen to it, but I didn't get through the part uh, until you guys stopped finished. So I didn't actually get to, to him speaking about it. But I know what it's like when people hear things for the first time and they just don't believe it, but they're not mm. open-minded to actually take it on board and say, well, what, what does that actually mean? Let me just explore that. It doesn't mean they have to jump on a diet train or actually go into it, but to actually learn more about it and understand where professionals and people with experience and results so i'm guessing a lot of his clients actually have results with that to say Mm -hmm. because like you said not everything works for everyone and one way that you lose weight and the food that you're eating might not actually work for the next person because they have different metabolic processes different physiological responses to food and exercise and things like that so even if that 99 percent of people are saying no they didn't like it then that's a good thing because you've exposed them to something new yeah, exactly. And I think that's yeah important. And and what what I think is quite key though is you know what we try to deliver around creating strategies, understand your why. That's something that you can take on board and apply no matter what diet you go for. That that stays the same. You know, take that philosophy philosophy and apply it to any aspect of your life, and you'll see a change. You know, it, life's what you make it at the end of the day, and that's what I'm very pro. Um, after what I say, I've been to hell and back, rock bottom. Uh, you know, I, I think not not too much keeps me down or, or can bring me down either. I do have to. I do have to say that there, there has been one, and I've, I've spoken about it several times now in our show. But it, it is definitely a time where we were trying to highlight the ridiculousness of something that backfired, and that's when we we found about the, there's a diet out there called the General Motors diet. This idea that you can lose seven kilos in a week by it's like day one eat vegetables, day two eat fruit, <laughs> and we were like, this is ridiculous. What sort of idiot would try this this diet? And we've had several listeners go, oh hey guys, I'm I'm trying the jam diet. I'm like, what are you? Uh, I think you've misunderstood the point of what we're what we're trying to do with it, but it's yeah. It and but again, ultimately, if they if they want to try that and they find that it works for them, or they they we worked and didn't work, at least they have learned something from the experience. So absolutely. Now yeah. you both mentioned that you've done a lot of you got into the triathlons and the Ironmans, and that was really beneficial for you because you were able to set goals and it meant you trained every day. You had to eat a bit healthier or probably a lot healthier actually to keep you in line with that. What about all the people listening who really want to lose weight or and even a lot of weight like you guys have, but they're not interested in doing triathlons or Ironmans? Does your show and your community help them? I, I will 100%. say that, yeah, I've, I've really, it's probably one of the, I guess when we were sort of trying to find our feet is, mm. I, I, I say to people, our show is not a triathlon podcast. A lot of, a lot of yes, a lot of our listeners are triathletes, but We've really tried, and this is probably more me driving it rather than Robbo, because I know Robbo could talk about triathlon underwater. But <laughs> I really don't want—I I really don't want it to be just about triathlon because I think it is—it is not the sport for everybody. But I still think a lot of the things we talk about based on our experiences are applicable to other things as well because it, it doesn't need to be triathlon. It can be just as simple as getting active. It can, and I think we do try to—we do try to talk about that too. The fact that you know you could just take up running, or you could take up going for a walk, or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be triathlon and 
yeah, look, it's hard for us to, to always not talk about triathlon because a lot of our experience is from that sport. But we do we do really try to to, to, to apply or to make the, the, the message applicable to general audience as much as we can. And, you know, we, we talk about the our, you know, as much as possible, we talk about our, our human struggles, shall I say, uh, you know, our day to day struggles, balancing work life, uh, you know, struggles to try to make healthy choices on the run, uh, you know, strategies that we do on a day-to-day basis, you know, Tim balancing university, his studies, his training, everything together, you know, it'd be too easy to say, I'm too busy, you know, so we, we do try to make it as relatable as possible and you can take that, put yourself in that position and go, all right, so this is what I'm doing, this is how I can relate or this is how I can apply that theory to, to my day. And yeah. what about people who don't need to lose weight? You sort of mentioned it there, but just for everyone listening, the the people who have made good choices along their journey and they've just been athletic their whole lives or not even, you know, not a, not athletes but just active and they're not looking to lose weight, do you believe they can value from your journeys? I think definitely, you know, especially what I try to elaborate on is I've really started to apply a lot of what I've learned outside of work at work and my successes or my approaches that I've had, um, you know, to my day-to-day business. So I've really tried to be open about my journey to share with others, to break down barriers, uh, to motivate, to empower on a day-to-day basis because you know I know things like um, depression things like anxiety no matter who you are they are things that everyone affects everyone you know you look look at look at some of our uh, look at some of the suicide rates that you've got in um, Hollywood for example you know people that from the outside you would think that they've got their their shit together uh, but realistically behind it all the suffering, you know, our podcast with with Brian, you know, I think we talked about Chester Bedingfield, you know, moments before he committed suicide, he looked like he was joking, he was laughing and having an amazing time. Five hours later, he's he's gone. So, you know, we try to really empower people with strategies and tools to also deal with um, deal with those situations, and that's something that I'm really passionate about. And I think I think what I've noticed as well is, again, we started the podcast primarily with the idea of speaking about weight loss and stuff. But I, I said to Robbo, I think the, after we finished recording our very first episode back in April, I said, it's going to be so funny to listen back to this in 12 months and see where we've evolved to. Because, And that's what I, I think we've, we've discovered is we've, through doing the episodes and just through talking with people and listening to feedback is we're actually sort of leaning more and more into mindset and stuff a lot more too. And I think that's maybe where it is going to be beneficial to a lot of people because as you're mm. right, I mean, the Brian, the Brian episode that, you, that you've mentioned, we, we barely even talk about weight loss. It's like, that's the thing. I think what we're finding is, is that we're, we're naturally evolving to become more than just that. I think that's obviously where we, 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 we assumed we were going to go, but yes, it's going to be core to our message, but I think there is so many other aspects to it. And you're right. There's things about, your job performance, Robert, that Robo talks about, or there's things that we talk about because, as, as we've both sort of, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're certainly not the best athletes out there, but we're pretty good. And and that's, I find that there's that certain personality that that, that gets success from a certain structure, and you know, you could be a, a completely healthy person, so maybe the, the 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 health stuff isn't necessarily applicable to you, but you might be struggling with work, or you might be struggling with study, or or balancing things, and we talk about those things too. So. I think I think that's maybe something we've we've naturally slipped into is is trying to keep things 
that aren't just applicable to one thing. Because, like, for example, we did a Christmas episode last week where we talked about, you know, how to survive the festive season. But a lot of those lessons are applicable to just general life because mm. they, they are just good strategies. They're strategies that I personally believe in and strategies that I personally use. And I don't think they need to only exist for one week of the year when, when you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. It can, it can, it can be used 51 weeks of the year as well. So. Mm. And and to be honest with you know we've we've interviewed people who have suffered um, you know Charlie she suffered from anorexia so the complete other end of the spectrum what she used to deal with that and a lot of the strategies that she was applying is very similar to the strategies that we applied to lose weight um, strategies that we apply on a day to day basis as well what I thought was really interesting and it has really got us into this whole sort of mindfulness side was around the feedback from our listeners, especially especially male listeners, who almost applauded Tim and I for speaking out and being so open. It's amazing how many guys don't feel like they can talk about the struggles that they face on a day-to-day basis. You know, especially like a New Zealand or an Australian uh, population, you know, we're meant to be the manliest men, you know, we drink beer and we watch rugby league. Um, you know, I say rugby union, should I say? <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. I mentioned it, but you know, we're meant to be we're portrayed within our groups that we're supposed to be these really manly men. Um, but we're not, we, we deal with things just as much as what the other sex does, as much as females do. And the fact that we're trying to be open about it, share it, share our struggles, and be real about it. I think that's really key as well. Absolutely, and you bring up a valid point there, and that valid point is not rugby union. And the reason why we all just had a little laugh there, <laughs> before we started recording, we said that I asked if there's anything you didn't want to talk about, and, and Tim, you mentioned uh, that was rugby union. And you yeah. you mentioned it at the right time because I actually said to you guys, and all my listeners will know that I had Clyde Rathbone on an earlier episode just recently, and he's an ex-Australian rugby union player. And in actual fact, we didn't talk about rugby union in that episode and because he's very open about his depression that he went through and struggled big time and he tells his story of how he overcame it and what worked for him not to say that it'll work for everyone but what actually worked for him and then the collateral beauty that he's built off the back of that with the karma community online which is all about uh, positive social uh, engagement online and that's the reason why I asked you guys about that is because I'm, I'm not looking to lose weight. I'm actually uh, happy to hold a little bit of weight when it's minus 22 here in Sweden at the moment. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking for the lower skin folds like you, Tim, at the moment. But what I do like about it, and I refer back to that episode with Brian, is that you guys do talk about the, the mental side, like you said, and mindset and emotional intelligence, which is something that I've studied a lot on and I teach a lot around these sort of areas. And from you guys, I see that whether it's to lose weight, become a better athlete, or just to become a better person, which is big time of what I expose on my podcast for everyone listening and a big reason why I got you guys on too because I know your journeys are not just around weight loss. There is so much more to it than that. And... Robbo, you've you've mentioned it a couple of times before and you've been very open about your mental health battles on your journey and I highly encourage everyone who's listening to tune into your uh, podcast and the episode where you were a lot more open about it. But can you just give us a little snapshot? You've mentioned it a couple of times, but of those times and, and how you've sort of grown from those experiences. I think I think it's a very good question. You know, for me, I've I've really had to it was really a self discovery and 
sorry, I'm going to I'm going to talk about triathlons again. You know, triathlons was just the way for me to really snap me out of almost just doubting myself. Um, you know, really moving from from self doubt into a position where I can start to feel that anything is possible again. You know, like when when I talk about that, I completely lost myself. I, I put absolutely into everything into someone else that I was to the point that I was afraid to uh, leave the house without this person uh, committing suicide in front of me. You know, I'd, I'd be standing at a doorway going to work and I'd have someone with a, a knife to their wrist. These are things that I dealt with on a day-to-day basis over about a six-month period. And that just absolutely took everything out of me. So when I really got into triathlons, it was a, it was a point where I could – forget everything it was a point where i almost started to just naturally press this reset button on on who i was and able to rebuild myself you know all of a sudden through the sport i was surrounding myself with people who were out there so supportive just trying to get the job done you know i I think that's one of the most incredible things i love about the sport is that People are just, you know, like I say, you've got the, you're on the same field as the most competitive people, and and people who are just getting into the sport, like I was at that point, and you just feel so comfortable to, within your own skin that it was just this natural progression of, I feel comfortable with who I am, and through that, through triathlons, are obviously wearing skin tight lycra you know tim talks about it a, a fair bit you know you, you you learn to have a bit of um thick skin and after after a while just felt more and more comfortable within it and who i was and my approach on life you know you talk about emotional intelligence and it's not something um i think you can learn very easily you know not a lot of us can uh can naturally have a very high level of emotional intelligence. You'd, you'd probably, you know, you see that you've studied um, studied it, but it's something that I'm only just really starting to be aware of. You know, like I say, is is through this journey as I've really started to challenge myself on expanding my way of thinking, I'm starting to become more aware, um, more aware of who I am and what my strengths and weaknesses are. I, I would that, even say that, Robbo. Sorry, just, Tim. Can I, I would say that I've even noticed doing the podcast with you is that I've noticed your awareness developing over the months as well, because I remember that episode we recorded where we got into the specifics of your battles with depression. A lot of the stuff in that episode, I'd never, I'd personally never. And like I said, we're very close. We talk about, we talk all the like, man, if people think we only do the podcast, we literally talk every day, multiple times a day, all the time. And I mm-hmm. hadn't heard a lot of that stuff. And I've noticed even since we did that episode and after receiving that positive feedback and, and then doing episodes with people like Brian, with Bevan, you know, talking about this, you, your approach to things and your openness has evolved a lot throughout that, that period as well. That, so I really think what you're saying is it's a hundred percent true. I've really noticed it myself. So sorry to yeah, well, butt in there. But. What, what, what I've really noticed is that I have the ability, uh, and, you know, I've talked about this. I have the ability to support others and being open. You know, I thought it was really incredible sitting around uh, a, a table with, leadership members from within the business talking openly about my struggles and straight away hearing them talk about their their struggles and it it really clicked in my mind of the power of 
openness. So if you can be open, you know, I think you've got to be tactful about when you are. It's not just running around screaming it out loud. But when you've got the opportunity and you really identify that someone someone perhaps needs support, by sharing your story opens them up to share theirs. And that's why I think so powerful you know, it, it just opens so many doors for people to feel comfortable. That's brilliant. And it's so, as as you would know from firsthand experience, as I know from working in that space and doing a lot of work with mental health and I work for a mental, I'm an ambassador for a mental health uh, organization in Australia called Batir, but the, the initial conversation and actually opening up that discussion and, you know, it, on our side of the world, we celebrate the Are You OK Day and that's all about that, is mm. about opening that up. So I can see the real power in that. And actually, I had Dr. Happy on uh, an earlier episode of this podcast and he's a positive psychologist and he's known as Dr. Happy. He's created the Happiness Institute <laughs> and he actually elaborated on that episode and I didn't know until I'd known him for a couple of years. I didn't know until I had him on there that he actually went through quite a deep depression himself and here he was as the Dr. Happy and I think you're exactly right. Exposing your journeys like that can be so powerful to so many people. 100% and not only does it help other people, to be honest with you, it helps yourself as well. Brilliant. And that's that's the most important thing because if you're not helping yourself, you're not the best version of yourself, then you can only be a certain amount of help to other people. 100% agree. Now, Tim, you're also very open and honest with everything, I believe, from what I've heard, but uh, <laughs> with, with your challenges. And you opened up a great question to Brian on that episode about confidence and how you struggle with it when you are goal-focused. So, What's what's been your biggest learning curve mentally through your journey and where are your challenges still sort of presenting themselves? I think, yeah, look, I, I've, I've set myself big goals. I, I always have. I expect a lot from myself and that can mean that I'm often quite critical with myself as well. And I think what I, I established or I learned the hard way quite early on was that I had a tendency that when things didn't start going right, it, it, it had a very severe impact on me and often meant that I not give up, but I, I certainly wouldn't have the same, oh, what's the word? I, yeah, I, I, not give up, but I certainly didn't go as hard. Or I'd, I'd, it would change my approach to things. And yeah, sort of as soon as it, it got tough, I'd sort of give up a bit. And, and I, I realized that was something that I had to overcome. And I think I've had to do a lot. I've, I've, I've had a lot of people that I really look up to give me a lot of advice. And some things I've, I've managed to implement successfully and others I've tried and failed. And and I think throughout that, I've realized that, that yeah, things aren't always going to go according to plan. When you do set those big goals and big expectations of yourself, that is when you, you kind of set yourself up for failure, not success, obviously, failure. And I think we, we so I did a race a few a few weeks ago, actually, and I, I, again, same thing, things didn't really go according to plan. I managed to, I, I was actually quite proud of how I persevered through it, didn't give up or anything like that, and then it had a surprising result at the end. And and I was talking to Robert, and I think we touched on it, that he said, I bet that as soon as that first thing went wrong, it, it negatively impacted on the rest of my day. And I was actually quite happy to say that for one of the first times in a long time, I don't think it it, it did. And I think through, and as, as I said with, with Brian, it's, you know, things go right. It's very easy to think everything's going well. And then as soon as a few things, you know, you take a few knocks, it's it's hard to keep that positive perspective on things. And I think it's just, yeah, it's a case of, 
try what I've what I've tried to do now is because this 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 uh, I'm always using the term journey. I don't always love the word journey, but I I you know it's the perfect word for it. And what I've found is that the journey is the fun part. So while I am focused on goals, I have certain things that I'm working towards. I've really now tried to focus on appreciating and enjoying the experience of getting there. And I've said, mm. you know, my, my ultimate goal, the big one is this four hour, five minute, 70 point three that I want to do. Realistically, I might never get there. That, like that, that is a, that is a reality that I've come to accept. I personally think I will get there, but I've now come to a point where if I don't get there, I think I'm going to be okay with it because I, I am learning to appreciate the journey so much. And I mean, I've implemented things this year that I've not really done so much in the past. And, you know, if you had have told me 18 months ago that I'd be proactively advocating for meditation and, you know, mindfulness and all this sort of stuff, you, you, I'll, again, that's probably that idea of oh, bloody blokes don't do that sort of rubbish or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. it's become for me, I think it's one of the things I talk about nonstop. I, I actually, my mum, uh, she's she's had some some struggles this this year as well and now she's doing a meditation course and it's because i've been on a case going mom trust me you need to give this stuff a go it's so powerful it's, and she's like tim i should have been doing this for years and yeah i think that that's that's I, I suppose again i don't know if i've answered the question properly but i feel that yeah through through focusing on those goals it was becoming somewhat of a hindrance. So what I've done is I still have those goals, but my approach to reach them is more to appreciate the journey and, and hope that through doing that, 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 that appreciation or just ex- the experience, I'll eventually get to where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I, I use journey often, but if, if you want another word for it, here's one for you, life. So when oh, people, yeah, there we go. So people forget about living life in and being in the moment, like you said, around mindfulness. And the journey is all about being in the moment and, and actually enjoying mm, yeah. what you're doing at the time. And it's so important. I teach my athletes. I teach everyone that signs up to my programs. I teach my friends how to set goals because the thing about goals is it gives you direction and having yep. goals and visions because every single day, every day of the week, every week, every month, we're faced with decisions and choices, choices in our life. And how do we know what choices to make if we don't actually know the direction that we're heading? So we need mm-hmm. to have clear goals and visions, but it doesn't mean, like you said, that it, they might we might not actually achieve them, but we're taking steps towards them. So we're moving in the right direction every time. And that's what I love yeah. around everything that we've unpacked that you guys dive a lot more into around mindset and emotional intelligence in these areas. And I wanted to ask on that, and back to your podcast, what's your visions for your community? So what big audacious goals are you striving for in regards to you guys uh, as inspirations to millions who are also wanting to lose weight but also just to become better humans? Obviously, world domination. That's that's the, the primary goal. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I think, to be honest, we don't we, – we, we always set ourselves the goal of let's get through 12 months and see where we're at. And from that, that point, I mean, I have – my background is 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 a lot to do with analytics and stuff like that. And so while I do love the numbers and the data, I've really sort of said, let's give it 12 months. Let's see where the show goes. And based on that sort of initial 12-month period, we can really come up with some strategies about how we want to, what we want to do with this thing. And ultimately, I do like the sense of building community around the podcast. And we encourage our listeners to to share their stories, share their struggles uh, you know, we always say to people, if, if you're not comfortable coming out to the, the group publicly, you can send us an email, you know, and we, and we get emails from people who, uh, send through, you know, this is, this is my declaration to myself that I want you guys to read so that you know that I'm committed to working. That's the thing that I think we're at the moment really, really focusing on is just that 
yeah, making people comfortable to be able to, to, yeah, start having the confidence in themselves to start stepping outside their comfort zone a lot of the time, I would say. Yeah. And, and, and I'd like to just add on to that is, you know, specifically for us, it's, I've come into this going, all right, if I can just help one person, then that that will mean the world to me. If I can help one person that's struggling to understand what they're going through, to give them the tools, that that's absolutely enough for me. And and I think we've already done that by far and it's continued to grow. And I think, you know, I think we're gonna continue to, to do that and, and see that as well. And as we get our community, you know, once we understand how we can start to pull our community together more, then I think that, that, it's, that you know we're really going to have the the key to unlock that and 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 have a clear direction. Brilliant, yes, direction. That's it. You're already achieving your goals and you're keeping on that direction. I know exactly what you're both saying. It's very humbling to be able to have this platform of a podcast and have people reach out through social media, through emails, and tell me how you know it has actually impacted their lives through the stories of the legends that I have on. So I know I'll be getting emails <laughs> and messages about you, legends as well helping them uh, take a bit of a different approach to life and this is your first podcast together I believe that you've both been interviewed on at the same time correct yep that, that was you popping our cherry. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. I've had a few He loves people the sound like, effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you guys are good at sound effects. I, I think, was it you, uh, Tim or Robbo? I can't remember who had the, the foil the in the foil, Ryan's isn't it? Episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was me. Yeah. Oh, mate. That was, I was shaking my head several times when he had that. I was like, oh, here we go again. Turn it up. <laughs> well, well, well it, he was a psychologist, so you know, I was really going to wear it over my head if we were going to be on video to make sure he couldn't you know, read my mind. But you know, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, but it ended up sounding like people clapping and cheering in the background. So it, it had oh, some effect. <laughs> so, in a similar way to how you guys give your recommendations on your podcast, I want to hear from you now uh, because I'm all about action and I ask all my guests this question to help myself and also the listeners implement something helpful into their lives after each episode. So I want to know from you guys and I'll let I'll just see who speaks first and see who's uh, what, what order you guys can create here. <laughs> but what's your advice on what specific action our listeners can take today to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities? So if you like, I can go, Tim. Go what, what I think is quite key and, and, and what I've sort of written down is, is when you're setting a goal, no matter what that goal is, make sure you understand your why. If you if you don't understand your why, when you know when you're tested or you know when you really need to dig deep, you need something to call on. You need something to really sort of understand you. Know, why am I doing this? And when you've got something, I say you know, bigger than you to really think of or to call on, then I think you know, you really realise that you you you're, you're grounded and you remember why you're doing it and you can keep trucking through it. Very good, Robo. I like it a lot. Very good, Robo. Uh, for me, I think one of the big things or the, the big takeaways I've had throughout everything we've done, everything I've experienced is that, and uh, going to that idea of trying to be more impactful in your in your environment or community, whatever. And I think that's, we need to start having conversations more openly. And one of the one of the things I appropriated that I really like is that idea that nobody can save everybody, but everybody can ask if somebody's okay. And I think especially when you know, we've been talking a lot about mental health and it doesn't even have to be about mental health, to be honest. It can be about anything, you know, people not just might be strong. I think we need to start 
being comfortable asking people if they're okay. Like we have, are you okay, Dan? I still think a lot of people are, there's a taboo around it a lot of the time. And that's, I think, a very practical, simple thing that we can all do that can have a humongous impact on so many people. Because I really think a lot of the time people do want to have conversations. They don't know how to start them. So maybe if you are a person who, you know, maybe you perceive somebody that maybe is struggling a little bit with something, don't be afraid to have a chat with them. That's that's something that I think is practical, maybe, that mm, is helpful. Yeah, brilliant. Well said for both of you. Understanding your why and then engaging in those conversations and often those uh, seem, seamless, sorry, seemingly difficult conversations too, they can be the most powerful. Now, before we dive into the final question, giving is one of my top core values and I give all my guests something in every episode for giving their time and value. So what I have for you guys is... Very relevant, actually, with everything that we've been talking about today, and it's a complimentary place for each of you in my Mental Strength Skills online training program to say a massive thank you for your time. So in this program, there's a lot of content that we've actually spoken about that you guys have covered and are obviously aware of, and we talk about uh, goal setting and vision planning, uh, understanding your why and different things like that. I also dive into the emotional intelligence realms and teach people about the energetic quadrants and how to uh, tools, strategies and habits to uh, to implement to be essentially the best version of ourselves. So although you guys have been exposed to it and you've done some of this work, I thought yeah, we spoke about it earlier that we can give you different tools, different strategies, different approaches to everything that you're doing. So I'm going to send that through to you both and it's a it's a six-week program that kicks off in late January 2018 and the beauty is that it's online and if you miss any of the live presentations, you can just watch the content anytime and we've got these closed uh, Facebook groups and accountability groups and I'll be honored to have you guys uh, sharing a bit of advice and and your learnings in there also. Mate, I really that yeah. that really is greatly appreciated actually because yeah. I've I've been saying to Robert off off the air that I've been looking to do something around this myself anyway. So that is like really thank you so much. That's that's greatly appreciated. Yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you guys for giving your time. So two part question: Where can our listeners learn more about you, and how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Robo, I'm going to let you take this one away. <laughs> would, would, would you like to do my normal my, my normal run through, Tim? Go for it, mate. <laughs> All right. Sounds like if you want to <laughs> get in touch with us, you can do so at, at ThinkFitPod on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or if you want to send us an email at all, you can do so at think oh, so thinkfitpod at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Kiwi Triathlete on Instagram and Twitter or kiwitriathlete.com is my website. And for Timbo. I'm at T Ford14 on Instagram, TJ Ford14 on Twitter, and my website is oztriathlete.com, like a well-oiled machine. Uh, as far as people, as far as people helping us, I think the thing we we really appreciate is people reaching out to us with their their story, questions. You know, I think the the biggest thing is that we want to try to keep making content that's relevant to people. And in order to do that, it helps when people tell us what they want us to make. And even if that doesn't have to be, we want an episode on this. But this is something that I'm struggling with, or this is something that I have a question with. That is. That is gold to us. That is like when we get, I mean, we do get lots of emails come through, but when we get one, it's like, this is something I'm struggling with. I'm like, I like rub my hands. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go, baby. We've got a topic for a good episode. Like, <laughs> I think that's, that's something that the community can always help with is just, yeah, you know, letting us know that there are people out there struggling with things because, it, you know, as much as we are, you know, we've lost weight away, we still have struggles and it does help to know that there are people out there that, that face the same struggles as us. And I'll link all those 
up in the show notes too so people can reach out and people can connect with you on your journeys and, and help in that way. So I want to ask you both the final question now and that is, uh, and I'm actually going to nominate for Robbo to go first. Tim, it's not that there's no liking more than the other here. I just, <laughs> as you know, I like I like the name Robbo. So the bloody Robbos are ganging up on me. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could ask just one question to any mentor of yours in the world and you guys have obviously been through some big journeys i haven't asked you about your mentors and coaches but i know that you would obviously have them along your road if you could ask just one question to any of them uh who would it be and what would you ask now this doesn't have to be an existing mentor that's in your life at the moment it can be one that you've had previously or it can be a mentor that you wished you'd had now you'll you'll probably shake your head but for, for me it's um for me it's actually myself and the the reason I, I say myself is what I've really sort of embarked on and what I've really understood is is a question I ask myself is what can I do today to better myself for tomorrow? And what I found really key about that is, you know, whether it's reading a book, whether it's um, doing something to support someone else, that's something that I, I have attempted to ask myself every day for I'd say probably the last three to four months, and I've really noticed it uh, noticed a difference, and I found it a really good day, really good way to start. And you know, because in terms of mentors, to be honest with you, I haven't got anyone in particular that I would say is a mentor for me. You know, there's a lot of people that inspire me. You know, Tim's one of them. Um, people that I meet on a day-to-day basis that I talk through on on social media that inspire me. Uh, but I don't have one single person that that I think that has everything together that I'd ask a question to. I really like that. I, I didn't shake my head. I raised my eyebrows and thought, brilliant. <laughs> Tim, what about for yourself? You might shake your head at mine then because the, one of my mentors, and I'm, I'm quite open about this guy being a mentor of mine or somebody that I've looked up to a lot, is very uh, a very polarizing character, and that's uh, Mr. Lance Armstrong. I've, I've said before, it was reading his book, It's Not About the Bike, that was one of the major catalysts for me wanting to actually really you know, make mm-hmm. positive change. And I think the, the thing, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd love to get him on our podcast. I think he'd be such a fascinating interview. And if I, if I could just ask him one question, it'd be like, how did you, you know, when I think about that guy and, you know, whatever has come as a result of, you know, the drugs, whatever, I, that I never knew him as a cyclist. I, he'd retired before I, I, I became involved. But the thing that I always found so inspiring about him was that idea that you're literally looking down the barrel of this death sentence let's let's put it and to have the the, the mental fortitude to go i'm not going to let this beat me and i'm going to do everything in my power every single one percent of that i can do to make this to survive this i want to know what that's like that's what i'd like to i'd like to understand is that just the men, the mentality of that of how how it is to literally be, be looking at the precipice and to go no not today and then to come back and, and just, yeah, that, that to me is, I don't know if that's a, a particular question, but I, I would love to understand what that experience was like. Absolutely. There's something to be learned from everyone in the world, I believe. Tim and Robbo, you are legends. You are inspiring many humans to make permanent positive change, helping shift the mindsets into the holistic health realms. I want to say a massive Merry Christmas for this Christmas of 2017 and keep shining your Think Fit lights to the world my man thank you very oh, much, very much. absolute pleasure and we'll uh, yeah, definitely be getting you 
we'll definitely be getting you on our show in the in the new year as well. So we're both looking forward to that as well. Oh, excellent. I look forward to that. Hopefully we'll all be in the same country and we can sit and chat. But I know you guys communicate well over the Skype with one in New Zealand and one in Australia, so it sounds like fun. Exactly. And this is <laughs> this is I've had this has been fantastic. I've really as I do with every pot, I've taken so much away from this myself. So thank you so much for having us. There it is. Another really powerful episode from a bit of a different perspective with two top blokes who have made massive permanent positive change in their lives. Make sure you check out these guys online and subscribe to their podcast and have some fun with them along the way. As you heard, they'll be guests in my six-week interactive online program that you can also be a part of where you'll learn tools, habits, and strategies to optimize your life. So you'll create clarity through goal setting and vision planning. You'll think differently and learn to create helpful mindsets. You'll improve your emotional intelligence, establish your values, and you'll join an accountability group to help keep you in alignment. I've said it before, but there will also be special guest appearances from world-class athletes and coaches, health practitioners, and other leaders who will be interacting with you in your group. Jump on to yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching to find out more information and to claim your spot. And I'm actually keeping places limited so we can interact in the online groups better because I want you to get the most out of this awesome opportunity. If you like this episode, please jump onto your podcast app and give us a five-star review. This helps immensely for me to be able to continue delivering value to you. It doesn't matter what app you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, which is formerly known as iTunes Podcast, whether it's Podcast Addict or Stitcher or whatever it is. You guys subscribing and downloading each episode is what keeps this podcast alive. And also, please share with your friends, your family, your community, and everyone you believe will benefit from this podcast. Don't forget to give me your feedback on what you loved and what you want to hear more of, so what value I can help bring into your reality. Reach out to us on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Life for Excellence. That's at L-I-F-E-F-O-R-X-L-N-S. And you can also find us at Your Life of Impact. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.